is time for show and tell. I, I invited you to bring something from your house that has been passed down to you from a generation past. Could have been, a, and if you forgot, it's okay. You can bring it next week. Maybe we'll just weave this into the whole time. But so I'm going to show you mine. I brought this little set of vials that was my grandma's and it, it holds sequins and beads. I've used up all the beads, but there's still these little sequins. I think it's funny that out of all the things she had, these are the things that I somehow, she died when I was three, but anyway, they remind me of her and I love to make jewelry out of beads. So that's mine. And I wonder if anybody else has one that you'd like to just share. Oh, we got a picture. So this is my mother bringing me home from the hospital in 1951 in front of their Studebaker Lark car with this extraterrestrial hat that she wore. <laughs> she, she turned 100 uh, three weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you can text it to Karen and she can slip it in the slideshow. That's so cool. Thank you, David. Anybody else have something they want to share? Something handed down to you. Okay, this is my grandmother and my mom. And although my grandmother had 11 grandchildren, I was the only one she got to actually meet and bond with because she died when, again when I was two. And so funny thing, she would call me sweetie. So I thought that was her name. So I called her sweetie. So when I became a grandma, I had to think of my grandma name and Brian goes, you have to pick sweetie. So that's what my grandkids call me because of her. That's cool. Thank you, Teresa. That's so cool. Donelda, you have a picture. Here's this. This is my uncle Arnold playing the fiddle. And um, out of all of my uncles, he was the music maker. And every Saturday, people would bring their instruments to his house and we'd have like a little kitchen party like the Maritimes do. And um, yeah, all my, all my family on my mom's side were musical and sang and played instruments. And so I just love the memories of going to his house and having a house full of music. And you still love music, just like I still love beads. Okay, anybody else? Katie. Both of the rings that I wear, what this one is, whoa, there it goes. Whoa. This one is, is Wendy's grandmother's ring. And when we were dating, I used to go up into her room and go into her jewelry box <laughs> and try it on. We go up there because that, that was the way to the roof. So it, and so I would try it on. There's more history to this ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this ring here, this jade ring was my mom's mom. So yeah, I get to wear those all the time. Thank you, Katie. Anyone else? Joy has one. I, I guess what it is, is my mom's poetry. So um, mom's a poet. So this was one of her poems. And so I did a booklet to kind of show her poems and some of the letters she wrote to me. That's beautiful. Any, oh, Angela. Okay, this is, I'm gonna, but I'm not, I thought I brought my grandpa's hymn book. If I'm looking, it says Kay Peters inside, which isn't my grandpa, so <laughs> it's awkward. But, and what's the German hymn book called? The Gesangbuch. So this has songs that he, would have sung that we sang with him. So I think at some point we made, I think his, help me out here, come on. Okay, this is his book. It's really nice to have my grandpa's handbook. <laughs> we all have one of those books in our house, you know? Thank you, Angela. 
Anybody else? Okay. Did, oh, did I? Was that a hand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I brought myself and like uh, my genetics. So basically, um, <laughs> like I'm a science experiment. So basically, the my great 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 grandparents, they met, and I'm basically a mix of a million different people. You have just perfectly segued into the next part. Thank you. Okay, so we are talking about generation to generation, and how we've all been gifted these these gifts from the generations before us, and we all are passing gifts on. And that's true about objects like that we've and pictures that we've showed today. But it's also true of our spiritual lives, right? Like we we have been passed down this what we know of. God, we've heard about that and we've experienced it. And then we pass that on to others. So our scripture reading today is the genealogy of Matthew. Has anybody read that? It's a little hmm, much. So I decided to do it in a creative way, um, kind of a paraphrased way. This is the genealogy of Matthew. And after this, we're going to be going downstairs and you're going to be making a paper chain based on your story and people that you've known collectively. And then we're going to hang it on our Christmas tree. So the genealogy that's in the book of Matthew is actually the very first bit of the New Testament. And there's purpose for that. It's a strange way to start a book, you know, a real grabber, just makes you want to keep reading. But Matthew did it for a reason. He was trying to show something. So I'm going to walk you through this skipping most of the names, highlighting some, the genealogy in Matthew begins with Abraham. And that was important to Matthew. He was writing to Jewish people. And he started with Abraham because God had made a promise to Abraham that he'd have a lot of descendants. And out of those people that came from him would come a blessing for all the families of the world at all times. And Matthew believed that that promise was fulfilled in Jesus. So if you look at the very end of the paper chain, in red, we have Jesus. There's 14 people who beget other people, like Abraham begets Isaac, and then Isaac is the father of Jacob, and Jacob is the father of Judah, and so on and so on, until we get to King David. 14 generations after Abraham, we have King David. And Matthew wanted to highlight him too, because there was a prophecy that said the Messiah would come from the line of David. So Matthew's trying to prove that Jesus, once again, is the fulfillment of that promise. Then there's 14 more generations that they name until we get to this little blue one. And this is the generation where Israel is taken into Babylonian exile, which really shaped the nation of Israel and their worship life. And the guy who was born in that time was Salathiel. And Salathiel had the first son born in exile, and his name was Jeconiah. And then 14 generations later, we hear some familiar names. We hear uh, that Mathen was the father of Jacob. And Jacob was the father of Joseph. Has anybody heard of that? And Joseph was married to Mary. And Mary gave birth to Jesus. Now, there's a couple of other things I want you to notice 
Uh, most of them are blue, right? You know, it's a funny thing. Women don't show up much in the Bible. They're not mentioned that much. And particularly in a genealogy, women aren't named, which I think is really odd because they're the ones who gave birth. But, you know, but there were a couple times when women were named in the genealogy. And I just want to point that out because Matthew did that for a purpose too. All these women endured really hard things. They grew up and lived and bore children in an age where the very structure of society was kind of, didn't, didn't protect them. They didn't have a lot of protection. And they had to use a lot of strength and courage and resilience to stay alive and raise their kids. And they showed agency. And because of their perseverance, the lineage of Jesus passed on. So we honor them and we honor all these people, but we honor these women. There's Tamar and there's Ruth and there's Rahab and there's Bathsheba. And the other interesting thing about these four women is they're all outsiders. They're not Jewish. They're not from the nation of Israel. So Matthew's making a point to show these women who were outsiders helped bring Jesus into the world. Meaning Jesus is, there's room, there's room for the messiness of these stories. There's room for people outside of the nation of Israel to be part of the work of God. I could say so much more about these women. Maybe we'll save that for a later time, but I do just want to note that we're following a series called Sanctified Art, and this is a piece of art done by Reverend Laura Wright Pittman, and she's honoring these women and their bravery. And of course, the last one is Mary, who courageously said yes to birthing Jesus. And so I just, you know, we live in a world that values a lot of things, but I just want to value the work you do in laboring on behalf of children, whether they're your own or others. For those of you who have literally labored to bring a child into the world or work to feed a child or clothe a child or teach a child or encourage a child or counsel a child, that work you do is really beautiful, holy, and noble work. And, and the lineage of Jesus was passed down through parents like you through aunties like you, uncles like you, who've done this work of raising children. And the story continues because we get to be part. There's room for us too. We get to be part of the paper chain. There's a hundred generations from Jesus to now, and that story of love just keeps on going. And we get to be part of the paper chain, which is what we're going to do now. We're going to go downstairs and eat cookies and make paper chains. Uh, Joy is going to describe that for you. what I'm, what you're going to do is you're going to write down your own name on a link and that's going to be added to the paper chain. And then I would like you to think of somebody in your life, in your past, who helped shape who you are, who gave you a spiritual understanding and write their name down. That's part of your heritage. We're going to make a chain of those at tables and then we'll connect those chains together. And then we'll use them to decorate the Christmas tree. Um, While Joy's getting her stuff out, I also want to say that um, every year we try to do like a little family activity kit for you. Those are waiting downstairs as well. We have a calendar that looks like this and with a prompt for you to do each day. 
you can color in those days after you've done the prompt. They're really simple. We've also put envelopes on the table and we're inviting you to fill your envelope up with 25 extra pieces of paper. And then you can make your own paper chain each day. You do a little prompt, you can add another little piece of paper and then bring your paper chains back on Christmas Eve and we can make a big long paper chain and I don't know, do something fun with it, okay? So this collective project we're doing in our own homes, but as a community too. So make sure you take that home with you.